0: But there is this repetitive pain cycle that I go through that um, brings me back to the gift of injury and reminds me that I need to calm things down. Otherwise, this is my result. I get to walk around clearly walking like there's a problem. Much time has passed, and the voyage was now dangerous, because even the fast was already over. Paul advised them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. And because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter in, the majority decided to put out to sea from there, on the chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, facing both southwest and northwest, and spend the winter there. That's Acts 27, 9 through 12. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I finished Acts last month sometime, and I remember this section of scripture. But where it really comes up is today with injury. And I am suffering myself from a lower back injury, and so I'm going to spend some time talking about that, the gift of injury, and how my expertise in strength and conditioning uh, applies to that. So excited for that. Also excited for some changes that Undoubtedly, you've already noticed. In fact, maybe you began listening to this podcast and thought, am I on the right show? Uh, As you've already heard, we've changed the intro music and I've added some music as sort of an undertone to it. Uh, That's from uh, inspiration that I received from a dear friend of mine, Mark, who has a podcast, wonderful podcast. Uh, If you're interested in listening to his podcast or any of the books that I recommend, or any of the services that I use. I have an affiliate links page, links.erratphysiology.com. All of that stuff is there. I used to include them all in the show notes, but now I'm just putting them there so it's easy for people to access and it's easy for me to keep track of where they are. So his podcast is phenomenal and he writes music. And what he does is, uh, with each, each person that he interviews, I was one of them for a couple episodes, He asks them to pick out a song, and then that's the song that he uses as sort of the undertone. Um, Well, I created with my daughter, the music that you're hearing is the undertone, and then that sort of heightens and lowers where appropriate throughout the podcast and is an upgrade, we think, to the podcast uh, that we enjoy. Uh, We're also taking a section of the podcast where I say something that is profound or very descriptive of where the podcast headed that day and putting it as sort of a short clip in the very beginning. uh, We think that's appealing. We're still continuing to open with the Bible because I think that's the most important thing that we do, regardless of what sort of following that gets. And so we hope that you appreciate that. Uh, As always, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is hello at error at physiology.com. We also have prayer at error at physiology.com. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. If you like what we're doing, if you like the way it was before, or you have any recommendations, we're all ears. Or if you have prayer requests, please send them in. And as to this verse verse, or set of verses, Acts 27, 9 through 12, there are three things that I'd like to begin speaking to as we enter the conversation of injury. Uh, The first part is, even the fast was already over. Now again, I'm no biblical scholar. But I stopped when I read fast. What are they referring to? Is it just a general fast? And I noticed that in the ESV version, which is what I primarily read, it's capitalized. And so I I, I looked more into uh, what is meant by that through my study Bible that I use. And what it's referencing is the Day of Atonement. Now, there's going to be a bunch of stuff that I'm going to mispronounce here in the next 30 seconds or so. But I believe the Jewish population, the Jewish culture, calls this Yom Kippur. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know if my pronunciation is incorrect there. Um, We call it the Day of Atonement. It occurs in late September, early October on most years. And so that puts us in a place. And he later says winter, and so we kind of know where we're at in this scripture in what part and this was obviously northern hemisphere mediterranean sea area so we we have an idea on what season they were in what the weather was like and why they would have wanted to travel during this time um, or why they wouldn't want to travel during this time so as i mentioned uh, it's associated with a jewish holiday that some christians celebrate Um, in the jewish calendar i found it interesting in my research of this in my study of this that it's referred to as a month of Tishiri. Again, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Um, and I was also interested to find that that's the first month of what they call the civil calendar in Hebrew in the old Jewish community uh, in the seventh month of their religious calendar. Sort of analogous to, I think, the way that we approach an academic calendar versus a fiscal calendar. Fiscal calendars start in January. That's when our new year is here in the United States and uh, the academic calendar for most starts in August or September. So probably similar to that. If you know more on the, um, the history there and you have some correction for me or some more information, please let me know. Uh, I'd love to learn more on that. Uh, the last week or so, specifically last Sabbath, last Saturday, I was looking into a lot of these biblical holidays and why they're celebrated by some cultures but not others, and uh, it was interesting. Second part that I'd like to focus on is injury and much loss. Uh, There's a book recommendation that I have for you. It's called The Gift of Injury by Stuart McGill and Brian Carroll. Uh, It's a great book. It was recommended throughout my bachelor's and master's education by a number of different professors and is in turn recommended by me to you as an instance where injury forces somebody into recovery. You know, when I used to train in my mid-20s, I was following an old 1970s bodybuilder program, and it called me to work out six days a week, and each of those days, twice. So once in the morning, once in the evening. And those workouts would take me anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. So you're talking two to three hours of training On basically a daily basis at that time it was every day except for Sunday is the way that I did it and uh, it's just not sustainable I saw very little progress in fact in most areas I saw regression and it wasn't the first instance that I injured my back but I did injure my back in this program and later on and this is before I'd heard of the book the gift of injury later on I realized that injury truly was a gift because it stopped me in my tracks. It forced me to pause where I was and recover. And it was so interesting because once I was recovered and came back, some of those bigger lifts like squat and deadlift and bench press, overhead pressed and, 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 and a number of others, my numbers went up after that recovery. And I was so caught up in the exercise physiology on your muscle starts to degrade uh, after 48 hours of non-use. And I was just so wrapped up in that obsessive mindset on, I have to constantly have muscle protein synthesis outweighing that degradation so that hypertrophy occurs, uh, that I didn't allow myself the rest. 48 hours was scary to me. But you know, the way my body responded. a couple weeks off, I actually came back and produced better numbers. Not saying that the exercise physiology is not true, but the way it affected my psychology was very unhealthy. And so this lower back pain that I'm going to talk about more uh, in whether it's a muscle strain or a herniated disc specific to the lower back, oftentimes when I've got injured as unpleasant as the pain is, pain is a great teacher and it's been truly a gift experience to give myself the time off that a lot of people that are stubborn like I am won't just give themselves the time off. So I hope that you don't injure yourself and that forces you to take time off. I hope ideally you just give yourself the time off. Um, But if you don't, the injury, if looked at with the correct mindset, can truly be a gift. Talk more about that here in a little bit. And then we'll conclude this application with, but also of our lives. And I recognize that this isn't what the section of scripture was specifically talking about, but heavy on my heart right now is what we do with our lives and what we look for. And the application I have for you here is happiness and money. And I am taking this from uh, something I heard recently actually in a few different sources and sort of collaborating it. But I've heard a number of people talk about chasing happiness. And I've spent a lot of my life chasing happiness. And what's funny about chasing happiness is the people that chase happiness often don't find it. Kind of like money. People that chase money often don't find it. But isn't it interesting with both money and happiness that we so often achieve those things as a byproduct when our heart is set in the right trajectory. When we're putting God first, when we're putting our family second, when we're treating our neighbors uh, better than ourselves, when we're truly focused on other people's interests, how interesting is it that we derive happiness from that service? That we actually receive money in uh, re- receipt of our service when that wasn't the focus? And I can attest to that. Times in my life, When I haven't focused on acquiring happiness, but I've had my heart guided in the right direction. When I haven't been focused on money. It's funny how things seem to come easy during those periods of time. Maybe we're perceiving it as easy because um, it wasn't our main train of focus. It's just fascinating how oftentimes when we focus on something so much, it's the one thing that we don't get. So I wonder how that can apply to your life. As our mission in the community that we have at Ararat Physiology, we bring together Christians who strive to follow the light of God over the darkness of this world to renew our mindsets through shared experience and discipleship so we can enhance our performance, serve our households, and follow God's calling on our lives. Benefit for today, our conversation from this point forward Is that we're going to learn about injuring body tissue specifically the lower back and the application that I've learned in my life on how we can recover from that injury. In the past three weeks we've talked about metabolism in a way that you probably didn't recognize metabolism. We covered three systems and I did that strategically first because we need to think about the metabolic demands of our body in all sorts of strength and conditioning that we do. But most of us are gonna end up with some sort of injury. Hopefully it's not significant. And so we need to talk about injuries as well. The one that is most nagging for me, apart from my right shoulder, which maybe I'll talk about in a future podcast, is my lower back. And it's very relevant as of now because today is day three of back pain. On Sunday, I um, completed deadlifts. I completed some metabolic training. I refer to metabolic training in a way that is stimulating one of those three mechanisms of metabolism that I'm not accustomed to. So since I'm very accustomed to uh, five reps and less, what I did here in metabolic training was lower the intensity or the percentage of the weight down to about 70% of my one repetition maximum, and then I did a five pause five. So as it reads on a program, I might write, it looks like 55, and I should probably write five period five, so it looks like 5.5. But the point isn't 55 repetitions at 70%. That's basically impossible. Uh, If it's not impossible, your 70% wasn't accurate. But uh, if it is accurate, that's impossible. So what it is directing me to, though, is doing five reps, taking about a 10 to 30 second rest, and then five reps. Because it's atypical for me to have 30 seconds of rest. Usually it's like 5, 10 minutes of rest because the intensity is so high. Uh, I did that for three rounds. I did five pause five and then i took a rest period of about two minutes second set five pause five another two minute rest period third set five plus pause five it was one of the first times that i actually felt some stretch and later soreness in the vastus lateralis uh, which is the outside muscle of your quadriceps region indicating that i was getting into good position and so super happy about that and super happy about the application going forward because i know being able to activate in that way is going to increase my overall deadlift substantially in the future. So I'm really excited about that. But that new demand of five pause five, which is atypical to what I normally do, plus the getting into a lower hip position to then activate the vastus lateralis uh, was not something my back was really looking forward to doing. And so later that night, I had some stiffness, it hurt. Next morning, I couldn't get out of bed hardly. In fact, that was Monday. Tuesday, um, I almost called my wife to help pull me out of bed. Um, I could barely roll over in bed, let alone get out of bed. Um, It was interesting how that was delayed. And it's not delayed onset muscle soreness that we all know what that muscle soreness feels like. And this clearly was not it. It's either related to a muscle strain or a herniated disc. And so as I go through that pain cycle, and this happens, it's not a by definition cycle that it happens, um, predictably it's, it is predictable in nature that when I increase the demand, like go to a different program or change my positioning on how deep I'm getting, it is predictable in that nature. That's a new demand that my body is not used to, but it's not predictable in that it's going to happen every six months because my training doesn't look the same every six months. But there is this repetitive pain cycle that I go through that um, brings me back to the gift of injury and reminds me that I need to calm things down, otherwise this is my result. I get to walk around clearly walking like there's a problem. And so I don't want that to happen and so I need to cut the pain cycle and realize that when I'm changing a variable like the repetitions, the sets, the rest time, the volume, uh, that I need to properly do that. And I know better, but it's just pure stubbornness on my part. Uh, Still excited for what I was able to do on Sunday and excited for the lesson of injury once again so that I can have this conversation with you and I can better prepare myself in the future. So the pain for me, it's either a muscle strain or herniated disc. I'm not a physician. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I'm not encouraging you to self-diagnose yourself. You need to Seek medical attention and have an x ray or whatever needs to be done to diagnose what's going on. But based on my experience, I think it's probably a herniated disc. And the reason is because the pain is more neurological. Um, We've all had pain in our lives, and you've probably had muscle pain and you've probably had neurological pain. For me, muscle pain is characteristic of a throbbing and an aching and a neurological pain is more of a zapping. Now to confuse this, there's a little bit of both going on, um, which leads me to believe that there could be confusion with it being either one. Right off the bat, I can cut out a full herniated disc because if that's happening and pressing against a nerve neurologically, with sciatica and things like that, you're likely gonna see some referred pain or it's shooting down the back of your leg in a referred way, as an example. Um, that's not happening, I'm thankful for that. It's very local and isolated, but your intervertebral discs, which is where a herniated disc would come from, are made of two parts. The middle is called a nucleus pulposus and the outside is called an annulus fibrosus. Uh, neurologically, you have innervation in the annulus fibrosus, but not the nucleus pulposus. Now, before you shut the podcast off, because I'm using all this jargon, let's just trim it down pretty simple to a jelly donut. I may have mentioned this before in a previous show. Uh, Jelly donut, you've got the jelly in the middle and you've got the donut on the outside. That's basically what I'm describing with your intervertebral disc. And although in a donut, you want the jelly to come out because that tastes good. um, In this instance, you don't want the jelly to come out. Now, the reason why I think it's sort of the beginning of a herniated disc is because we're getting nucleus pulposus, that jelly, pressing against the annulus fibrosis, which does have innervation. And if there's innervation, that means there's neurological connection, and that means there could be pain. If the pain was shooting down to another area, that would tell me that it's more than likely outside of the annulus fibrosis. So since it's very local, to me, it's either a muscle strain or a slight herniated disc. Uh, either way, I know from experience how to treat it with heat, ice, rest, and a little bit of movement where toler- tolerable. Excuse me. And I know that it's going to last three to five days, typically. And it reminds me to be more intelligent with my training. Now lower back pain is not very fun. I mentioned Tuesday I could hardly even get out of bed. It was. I wouldn't say excruciating, but it was pretty close to that on a pain scale. Uh, So I certainly don't want to go through this again, uh, and I don't want you to go through this. I hope we all can recognize what the cause and effect are here. And we clearly need to adapt our training if it's causing pain for us, no matter what the pain is. I think far too often with pain, among other things, we look at it and treat the symptoms that we're experiencing with the pain rather than look at the root cause. And so whether you're experiencing lower back pain or something else, I would challenge you to find the root cause of your pain and correct that as opposed to just using heat, ice, rest, movement where tolerable to sort of get yourself back to normal without making a correction that moves forward. In this way, if we learn from it, pain is an incredible teacher. Um, I believe that, and I'm thankful for that experience in my life, and I hope that what we've talked about today can help you uh, recover from the pain that you have, not only from a musculoskeletal standpoint, but also from an education standpoint. For story time today, I'd like to focus on some relationships that I've been achieving lately, some depth of relationship. As you've heard me say before, I've really had a heightened focus on providing value and being as valuable a friend as I can be to the people that are closest to me and the people that I meet on a daily basis. Uh, This has led already to some fruit in the area of strength and conditioning and trying to serve teams, specifically fire departments. I'm working to try and fill a void in the local fire departments that we have here in the Boise area to help them with strength and conditioning. And I've done that through relationships that I've been forming, genuine relationships. Uh, There's a book that I just read. Another book to recommend would be The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. And uh, I believe that's already up as as an affiliate link. But it talks about being sort of this connector between people. And I really embrace that. My marketing strategy is pretty much word of mouth. It really isn't a strategy at all. I'm not called to market, I'm not called to sell. I feel uncomfortable doing both. And many might challenge, well, if you feel uncomfortable, then figure it out. Uh, But I'd rather focus on relationship and depth of relationship and trust in the process that if I serve people adequately, that's gonna reciprocate later on down the line. Uh, With one friend from men's group that I have on Wednesdays, I've been calling him starting this week, every day, Monday through Friday, uh, between 5 and 5.30 a.m. And so that's been really refreshing to connect with a close friend on a daily basis, and our focus is on uh, how is our recent Bible study, how is God moving us in our life, and how are we taking the lessons we learn from the Bible and applying them to our lives. So that's really been refreshing, and this is coming from a person who is very much a night owl, not a morning person. But setting my alarm for 4:30 in the morning, getting up, doing Bible study, and having that call for accountability has been huge. Has been huge for me. And so, uh, if you're whether you're a morning person or not, uh, find somebody in your life that will hold you accountable. It makes a huge difference. And then men's group itself has just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I realize in talking with more and more people how lucky I am to have the group of men that surround me each Wednesday morning. Uh, I hope and pray that whether you're male or female, that you have a group of the same gender that you can be circled by at least on a weekly basis. And if you don't have that, reach out to us we would love to be part of your community uh, we'd love to try and help you find that local community that can serve you in the way that um, i experience on wednesday mornings so well we're self-sponsored more than likely we always will be air the main branches of our business are podcast and community and so we have websites set up for each of those community.erroratphysiology.com and physiology.com I mentioned earlier physiology.com those are affiliate links I don't expect you to ever hop on that but if you're purchasing a book let's say um, there's plenty of books we recommend on this podcast the price is no different to you and we would greatly appreciate you using our affiliate link because through that link uh, we get a kickback If there's a book you'd recommend to us and you have an affiliate link, uh, we're book hoarders. We have a ton of books. We're always buying books. Uh, We would love to support you in that way also. Mentioned our emails earlier for both uh, inquisition and prayer request. Please reach out to us uh, if you have either of those. So the take-home message that I hope you've gained from this show is the injuries that you've sustained in your life and the current benefit you can derive from them. So usually injuries we look at as a negative thing, but how can you flip that mindset? How can you look at an injury as a true gift? How can you look at the injury as something that will help you in the future from a education standpoint? And as we always do, I'd like to conclude with a Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done,